Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the second season of STEM Pop. In this podcast, we take a look at real-life events from a STEM point of view. And in this season, we're looking at healthcare systems. Last week, we talked about insurance, what it was, the purpose behind it, and the difference between private payers, which are insurance companies, and public payers, which is the government. That's what we're going to talk about today. At this point, we want to thank Humanu Heritage and Humanu Incorporated for giving us the opportunity to use their platform. Let's now welcome our speakers, Dale and Shri. Thanks, Arvin. From the numbers of the last episode, it's obvious that this topic is one that many people found interesting or informational. I'm glad that we can help them out. So let's dive straight in. What are some types of publicly funded insurances? Well, like we talked about in the last episode, public payers are the federal or state government. There are several types of publicly funded insurance, such as Medicare, Medicaid, CHIP, and VA. Medicare is for people with 65 and older, usually, but people under 65 with disabilities and people with ESRD, or end-stage renal disease, are also eligible for Medicaid. One thing to know is that Medicare does not cover all long-term facilities or preventative care costs, like dental, hearing, or vision care costs. Different parts of Medicare cover specific services. So Part A is hospital insurance that helps cover inpatient care in hospitals, long-term facilities, hospice, and home health care. Part B is medical insurance that is voluntary and helps pay for doctor services and outpatient care. Mainly, people are required to pay monthly premiums based on income, which can exceed about... uh, maybe $100 per month. And one thing to note here is that even if a patient is eligible for Medicare, they must sign up for Part B, unlike the other parts where it is automatic enrollment. So Part C is Medicare Advantage, which is a combination of both Part A and Part B. Part C basically allows patients to get insurance through private healthcare plans, such as HMOs, PPOs, and private free-for-service plans. We talked about this in our last episode, so you can check out that for more information. Part D is prescription drug coverage. Medicaid, on the other hand, is for people who have limited income and cannot afford private health insurance. The federal government partly funds Medicaid, and as a result of its broad program guidelines, states administer Medicaid, but they have free reign, so Medicaid usually varies from state to state. CHIP, or Children's Health Insurance Program, provides low-cost health insurance to children and pregnant women in facilities who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid but cannot afford to purchase private health insurance. CHIP is funded through a state and federal partnership, and some starts usually expand their Medicaid program instead of adding a separate CHIP program. Following that, we have VA, or Veterans Administration. This is a federally administered program for veterans of the military. Veterans who qualify for the VA health benefits have been active in the military and discharged honorably or for medical reasons. So if all these public programs exist in addition to private programs, why why are people still uninsured? Well, Arvin... Even though publicly funded health insurance helps people with low incomes who cannot afford private insurance, there are still many people who are not eligible for the programs because of the barriers that keep them from accessing public health insurance. For instance, 
many people cannot afford uh, private insurance, but their income is too high to be able to qualify for public programs. Others are eligible but do not have um, access to information about the programs or are not clear on the application process. Many public hospitals have financial counselors to see if patients are eligible for public programs or income-based discounts. When they meet with financial counselors, patients need to show documents related to their income, expenses, number of family members, and housing status. Additionally, emergency rooms are required to care for patients who are uninsured, and 20% of people who visit emergency rooms are uninsured, while 50% of emergency health care is unpaid by patients. So, how is emergency care driving up the cost of health care? Well... Hospitals are required to provide care for anyone who needs emergency care, regardless of their ability to pay. But more than half of the emergency care provided in the U.S. is not provided and not paid for because many of the people who go to the emergency room go there because they're uninsured and do not have access to primary care. Because this emergency care is not being paid for, hospitals must offset the cost by charging more for other medical services which drives the cost of healthcare up for everyone. Well, hopefully in the coming years, we can solve such issues and help everyone receive the care they need. And that should be it for this episode. If you're still listening, make sure to hit that follow button and share this to all your friends. Any and everyone who has listened to our podcast will be a big support and help us gain the resources to upload more quality content for you guys. Sam Pav out.